0: Hello. Hey, how are y'all doing? Good. Dude, I'm like super stoked to be here. I'm excited y'all are here. Y'all here? glad to be here? Yeah. Had Christmas break. This is a long time, right? Like, it seemed like gone forever. I felt like that. Um, sweet. Well, I'm glad you guys are here. Um, yeah, uh, so tonight we are doing something pretty exciting. It's the first Chi Alpha of the year. First Chi Alpha of what was it? The Decade? Like, dude, this is awesome. And I'm, like, really believing the Lord's going to do some really cool stuff this year, y'all. Yeah. Cool. So the Lord's going to show up in a couple of y'all's lives. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, cool. Well, yeah, I'm really stoked y'all are here. So tonight we're going to start um, a new sermon series. Do y'all like the sermon series? Okay, cool. We are going to start this new one called Letters. Is there, like, a sign? Yeah, look at that. That's beautiful. Letters. Um, it's, and I'm super stoked. So here's the vision for it, okay? Um, we are going to be looking at different letters that Paul wrote. Different books in the Bible are just letters that this guy wrote to different churches. And, you know, nowadays letters are kind of annoying. Like, if you get a letter, you're like, why didn't they just, like, text me, you know, or something like that. And, or you get a letter. I, I do this. I get a letter, and I'm like... Super pumped, and then I read, it and it's like, "Hey, how are you? Hope you're doing good." It's like, dude, this seems so special, and now it's just you could have called me. Um, so I, maybe that's rude, but there are books in the Bible, entire books that are letters written to different churches, and the reason we're thinking this is like a big deal to us is because we want to learn from these, and the significance of letters back in the day was. You didn't just pick up, you didn't just go down to like the UPS store and pick up some paper and a pen, you know, like and just send it off. Like, it actually took some time. You had to think about what you were going to write. You had to decide whether it was worth saying in that thing. It wasn't like, hey, how are you? I miss you type of stuff. Like, it was going to be like lengthy. And so you had to buy this, the paper, you had to buy the ink, you had to buy the pen. And then there wasn't mail. And so you had to go find someone who was going to go to that area or city or town or whatever. Um, and then pay their way to get there. So they might have taken a boat, horse. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was actually a big deal. So you weren't just writing, like, little stuff. You were actually thinking through because you didn't want to cross it out because that was waste paper. And so these different books that we're going to look at are Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. We're going to look at one per month. Um, and each one of these books was written by this guy called Paul, who was essentially like a small group leader. And he wrote these letters to these churches in order to say, hey, I'm really proud of you, but but hey, like this is a big deal. I want to tell you this, right? Like, imagine you getting a, a letter from your small group leader. It might be kind of scary, um, but that's what these are, and uh, and not all of it's going to be correction, so don't worry. You just come in here and, like, cry the whole time. Like, some of it will be fun. Some of it will be convicting, um, but it's going to be a good semester. Y'all cool with that? Sweet. So, here's my invitation is... This month, we're going to be doing Galatians, okay? And so, in your Devo time, in your uh, with your roommate, with your small group, with whoever, why don't y'all just go ahead and read through Galatians together. Like, actually study it. and Because that's what we're going to be talking about here. That can be a big deal, right? So, that's what we're going to do. Sound good? Awesome. Cool. Well, okay. I have to tell y'all a story before we start. Um, have you... Oh, I'm going to ask you a question. Have you ever tried to, like, fit in to, like, a certain group of people? Or have you ever tried to, like, act like you knew something and just kind of, like, ended up, like, overcomplicating the whole matter? Does anybody, like, does anybody like hear overcomplicate stuff? Okay, dude, I, I can do that. I actually am, like, constantly trying not to work to overcomplicate stuff. Um, and this actually came from way back when I was in fourth grade, um... I went to I went to this, I was new, I went to this new school, I went moved to this new town, so I didn't know anybody, so I was kind of trying to, like, establish myself as, like, maybe kind of cool, I didn't know what I wanted to be, did I want to be, like, cool, did I want to be smart, you know what I'm saying, like, did I want to be, like, the bad guy, like, I didn't know, like, I was just trying to figure this out, and so I found out the guys in the school liked three things, okay, and this was it, like, they didn't care about anything else, it was these three things, they liked Pokemon, right, and I was like, some of you like Pokemon? okay, Um, and I knew a ton about Pokemon, like, I was like, dude, if anybody wants to talk about Pokemon, I got the games, I got the cards, like, we can talk some Pokemon, and then, and so I was like, I'm in, but I didn't want to be, like, one out of three, like, that seemed kind of like a fail to me, like, if I could get two or three of these things down, then I'd be, like, uh, the cool guy, so the second one was, I don't know if any of y'all know what this WWF, do y'all know what that is? Like wrestling? Okay, it's like super silly. Some of y'all like wrestling. If you want to cheer, you can. That's cool. But this is what they loved. And so I was like, okay, could I watch WWF? I'm a fourth grader. Probably not going to convince my family to be down to watch this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, mom, no, it's for real. It's really cool. Like, like she doesn't want to watch WWF. So this was my last hope this third thing i had pokemon no wwf and then this is what this was like elite status okay dragon ball z dragon ball z right here okay this silliness is what i want to aspire to and yo so i was like dragon ball z this is awesome. Everyone's talking about it. I have no idea what this is. Like, I was like, Dragon Ball Z, is that a snack? Is that a show? Is that a, like, I didn't even know. So I'm like, oh, Dragon Ball Z. Dude, I love Dragon Ball Z. And they're like, oh, yeah, dude, did you watch it yesterday? I'm like, yeah, I watched it yesterday. Oh, dude, wasn't it crazy? And then they started using these words that n- no, I had never heard in my entire life. Piccolo. Vegeta, Frieza, Trunks, and I'm like, oh, Trunks, yeah, 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 no, and they're like, no, it's a guy, and I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, dude, like, for sure, and I'm like, what on earth have I gotten myself into, like, this is insane, they said Super Saiyan, and I'm like, yeah, man, like, dude, that's the bad guy, and they're like, what are you talking about, and, and so, it was crazy, and so, here's what I did, I was like, I was like, I'm gonna go home and watch Dragon Ball Z, it came on Cartoon Network, and your boy did not have cable. I was deflated. And I basically had to get to this point. <laughs> I didn't know any kids had cable. I just thought grandmas had cable. Because that's the only person I knew who had it. And so I was like, y'all go to grandma's house every day and watch Dragon Ball Z. And I'm like, no. And so I was like, all right, well, how am I going to learn about Dragon Ball Z? And it would have just been so easy for me to be like, hey, can I just come over and watch Dragon Ball Z? When's it come on, right? Like, that would have been the easiest thing. But instead, I was super resourceful, and I went to the library, and I got on Wikipedia, and I created essentially like a folder or like a binder that thick of like everything I could that pertained to this universe, like character sketches, character bios, season recaps, like different story arcs, like all these different things, and I would go home and like pour over them and learn as much as I could about Dragon Ball Z, and I'd show up the next day, and they'd be like, dude, did you see yesterday? I'm like, yeah, what'd you think? And they'd be like, oh, it was this, and they just talked about 30 minutes, and I had to kind of break down my vast knowledge of this thing and try to sort out what they were talking about, and I just looked so dumb, and I was frustrated because I worked really hard to try to fit in When I really just could have spent those 30 minutes with my friends watching this thing, but I just, I spent all this time alone trying to figure this thing out, thinking they'll think I'm impressed with how much I know about it, and they weren't. Um, And so that's like, has anybody felt that way before? Okay, that's what we're talking about tonight. We're going to look at Galatians chapter 5, verses 1 through 6. I'm going to read it real quick. It says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by y- a yoke of slavery. Mark my words. I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. You who are trying to be justified by the law, have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit we eagerly await by faith the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Jesus, um, would you just speak to us tonight, Lord? Um, let me stand behind you. I want you to speak to our hearts, to our minds, Lord. Um, I know that you have something to say. Help us to understand and listen to your voice, God. We love you, and you never I pray. Amen. Okay, so that was a hard transition, right? We started talking about Dragon Ball Z, real funny. Then we started talking about circumcision. You're like, "What are you doing?" And if you don't know what that is, you can ask your friend. Um, but this is like this is so uh, this is awesome. So we're reading Galatians, and this is a book written by someone who cares about this church who's, like, kind of going off the rails. And he's like, hey, I'm proud of y'all, but let's sort this out, right? Like, this is something I want to talk to you about. And so I don't know if y'all know this, but when, when, Christian, when Jesus came and, and died and rose again and, then went, and, the, and ascended to heaven and sent the Holy Spirit, he kind of just, like, it was like the end. Like, he said the end to Judaism. The, the Jewish faith was complete, like there was no reason to have jewish faith anymore because the messiah came and and this is like pretty exciting to me because i don't know like that's that's really cool that jesus is that powerful just him appearing is is like that powerful and so this church in galatia was made up of two different two different groups of people people who used to who like jewish background people who who started following jesus and then what we call gentile background people, which is just non-Jewish people, who started following Jesus. And and this is a little bit of history, but I think it's important to understand. The Jewish people, excuse me, the Jewish background believers, um, what they were thinking is actually really cool. If you think, okay, Jesus came and completed my faith, so in my mind, to be a really, really good follower of Jesus is to be the best Jew that I know how to be, right? Does that make sense? And so this was their thought process. Um, and, and the problem started when they started telling their friends who were not Jewish background and said, hey, for you to be a, a good follower of Jesus to be the best Jew you can be. Instead of pushing them to become more like Jesus, they pushed them to become more Jewish. Does that make sense? And so this kind of got really scary um, because what happened was they started overcomplicating the grace of Jesus. Uh, just as I have overcomplicated that idea of, like, Dragon Ball Z and, like, the friendship that I thought I was going to gain from that, they overcomplicated the grace, and because of this, they started to let people, they started to make people feel bad, to kind of trash them, and, and they kind of started to get this, like, prideful feeling that they got whenever they would think about, okay, Jesus loves me because I am, I am, I act this way, right? Does that make sense? Cool. They were saying that in order for you to really follow Jesus, you have to follow a whole other set of rules, which means they were making it not only harder for themselves, but also for their friends to follow Jesus, right? And this this is like the grace that comes from Jesus doesn't make a way for you to have a relationship with God so that you can take credit and have pride in the way that you act, in the way that you are, right? He gives his grace so that you can know him and be affected by him, live righteously, obeying, trusting, and loving him as a new creation, right? It has nothing to do with how much I can quote the Bible. It has nothing, like his grace gives me an opportunity to be friends with him, right? That's all it is. Okay, so in ver- in verse uh, 4, it says, you who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. Essentially, what He's calling these guys as like a bunch of tryhards. Have you ever heard that? Um, they want to take credit for the grace that Jesus gave them. And what this essentially is is just pride. So when, when, I'm, when you're like reading this and you, and you kind of get like hit with like circumcision, think about it this way. Circumcision may not be like something that you take pride in today. This is what they were taking their pride in. But we do see a lot of ways that other people try to overcomplicate the idea of grace, right? Um, what does this look like today? Sometimes, you know, if you, if you aren't a follower of Jesus here tonight, you might think, hey, I'm, I really have to clean up my act before I come to Jesus but so, that, so that I can look a certain way, before I come to him, right? Um, that initial step. Sometimes we say, we want to do the work of God and for God, instead of letting him do his work in us. We try and find God's plan for our lives. We pray about it and then try and change it to, to fit our plan for our life, right? Um, we want to live one way that we know is hurtful to God and his kingdom, but we pray for forgiveness and try to get out of it, right? Um, we have to, some of us think we have to read a certain amount of our Bible before we can like talk about it to our friends. Like, oh, they don't want to hear that, right? You get this kind of like prideful feeling, um, you know, Oh, I have to. I'm not as godly as that person, so I definitely can't be a small group leader. You know what I'm saying? Like these are these are real thoughts that that I know you guys have. I've had um, when it comes to this idea of grace. And so I think I think before we do anything, um, we need to sort out what is grace. What is grace? Do you even want grace? And that's what Paul's asking them. He says, Do you want to have grace, or do you want to be under a set of rules? Right. So what does grace mean? I think this is incredibly imperative for us to understand because I think this term, if we can get this right, it changes everything. If we get it wrong, it also changes everything. And I think the problem is that we've gotten it wrong for a really long time, some of us. I think it can get misconstrued. It can get overcomplicated. I think it can just be so like, oh, grace, like, yeah, I think that cloud is grace. You know, like, I think it's just so like, up in our minds or up in the skies that it's not real to us. And, and then you think, oh, well, God's a, grace, a gracious person, so how could I understand grace? He's too big for me to understand, right? Like, like if, if we just do that, then it's going to mean nothing. Katie and I were talking about this the other day, and she gave me a really cool idea. Grace, think about this. Grace is simply like it's a sickness that you brought upon yourself, Right? Um, so let's say that you got sick because you had a horrible diet and you were just like a sloth, like you didn't move at all, right? Um, and so that's on you. You could eat differently. You could, you could exercise, right? Like that, that would be my responsibility if I got that sickness. I don't know if that's a real sickness. Let's just say it is. It's terminal. I'm done for, right? And this doctor comes up and he says, hey, I got this shot. It's the cure for that disease. It's a shot. And look, I want to give it to you, but it's pretty rare, and it's really, really, really expensive, and so you're actually going to have to commit to, after I give this shot to you, you're going to have to commit and say, hey, I will eat differently, and I will live differently, right? And so, and so he says, will you commit to that? And you think, oh, man, okay, counter offer. I don't like needles. So I'll give you this. If you give me a pill form of that cure, then I'll do that. And then whatever you were saying about the diet and exercise, let's just leave that on the floor. Like, I don't know about all that, right? That's exactly what this is like. We think that we can accept Jesus' grace on our conditions. But what what he's really saying is that, hey, I'm extending this free gift, right? We've heard that a thousand times, free gift to you on my conditions and that's really scary to some of us but to some of us that's awesome so f- so grace is free okay i'm not trying to argue that grace is absolutely free but grace is 100 percent binding it's a binding agreement it means that we get to get right with god on his conditions and in his way it's free it's freeing from sin but it's attachment to jesus y'all see what i'm saying This is, God's grace is the opportunity, okay, the opportunity. He's not going to force you to do it. It's the opportunity to be right in his eyes and friends with him. If that's what you want, that's what Jesus is extending. If that's not what you want, then maybe grace isn't for you. All right? Accepting grace and love of Jesus means that we are his. Grace is, is this like, we're we looking back at that circumcision thing. It removes all pride. You can't do anything to earn this, right? You can't do anything to even really prove this. It means that you aren't enough. Y'all ever heard that? You are enough. No, you're not. You're not enough. That, that's like some of our biggest fears. you probably, you know, like you might have to delete a lot of posts that say that you are. Because, and this is another thing, dependence Dependence, not independence, is your only way to success when it comes to grace. You see what I'm saying? God is enough. Being dependent on him will be our success. That is the beauty of grace, and that is the reality of grace. This hit me so hard the other day. Y'all remember, was it like a couple months ago, we were talking about um, surrendering our, we were talking about Uh, like surrendering our rights and we talked about rights and privileges y'all remember that and then we were in here lights were low we kind of split up into small groups and we were like sharing with each other and we were praying over each other do y'all remember that that was awesome so a couple of us were back me sean me and sean somebody else i don't remember who was love you um we were back there and i was like i was like lord speak to me you know like show me show me what it is what what is a right that i'm holding on to um And, and it was exactly this. It was, it was, hey, you really are prideful about about earning things. You're a really hard worker, and you take pride in that. You don't like people giving you stuff. You, don't like, you, you really like being able to give others stuff that you worked hard for. And he was like, you know what? That's a right that you need to give up. Because, yeah, you're a hard worker, but guess what? That's a gift that I gave you. You didn't just become a hard worker like one day. I gave you that. And, and, and I was just like, man, that's really good. Jesus wants us to understand that this grace is for us, okay? But there are conditions after it. Does that make sense? Cool. So let's look at verse 5 and 6. It says this. For through the Spirit we eagerly await by faith the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Two things matter, love and, tr- and faith. Faith is just another word. we said this a bunch before. Faith is putting your trust in Jesus or putting your trust in something, right? Faith in Jesus is putting your trust in him. You can't, this is like going to blow someone's mind. You, believing in Jesus isn't enough. The demons believe in Jesus. The devil believes in Jesus. They, don't, they aren't accepting the, the grace of him putting your trust in Jesus is different. Does that make sense? Here's what this means. Accepting grace takes faith and love. That's how it's obtained. There's no other way. If you choose to accept it, his grace is for you. There are steps, but it's not as extensive as circumcision. It's not as extensive as knowing more of your Bible than the person sitting next to you. It's not as extensive as getting right, getting all cleaned up, and then going to Jesus so that he has nothing left to clean up. Like, that is his joy, to clean you up. It's just getting to know Jesus. Love and trust, that's so simple. Putting my trust in Jesus is just getting to know him. And then once I get to know him, I trust him. And then when I choose to trust him, I choose to love him. Every single day, with every decision that I make. You can't just say, you love God, and that's enough. It has to be true. Your words have to match your actions. Your words have to match your heart. When these guys were trying to get everybody circumcised, their words weren't a- actually matching their hearts. They said, this is all you have to do, right? Which wasn't true. They, they weren't even talking about the things that really mattered. Do you all know what, um, you all know like everyone talk about like love languages? That's like really popular. Okay. We're going to talk about love languages. Do you all know what God's love language is? All of them. I knew someone was going to say that. I knew it. I knew it. He's perfect. He is. His love language is faith. Now, that's not one of them because that guy that wrote that book didn't say it. Okay. His love language is faith. Faith means putting your trust in Jesus enough in order to obey him. God's love language at the base is faith acted out through obedience. So when we say this, oh, man, I could stand out on campus and ask everybody, hey, do you love God? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no one's, you know, I'm going to get a couple people that cuss me out, and that's fine. I love that. But, but most people, I'd say at least eight out of ten people are going to say, yeah, of course I love God. Do you, obey, do you obey him? Well, yeah, 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 for sure. Do you obey? Wh- okay, let's look over the Ten Commandments. Which of these do you obey? That's going to be a little different. You see what I'm saying? So when we love God, he says this, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. But for us to love him is going to take some faith. These guys were, were doing everything right, these Jewish guys, and they were adding in other practices to obtain this grace following, they were following all the rules, they were following all the rules, but that wasn't, they, they, they didn't want to stop there. They want to do even more so that they could have this pride. Y'all see what I'm saying? Following God's rules isn't loving God unless your heart is right. You can't just follow the rules and, and not choose to love him. You can't just follow every single rule if your heart's not in it. You don't typically feel something until you do something first, right? Like, uh, Like, you're probably not going to just be, like, incredibly sweaty and your knees hurt before you run a race, right? Like, most likely. If you do, I'm sorry. But, like, but most likely. So this is what we say. Godly feelings follow godly actions. That is super, super, super important. Godly feelings follow godly actions. Check this out. Um, Our friend C.S. Lewis says it this way. Amazingly, do not waste time bothering whether you love your neighbor. Act as if you did. That's all you need to see to that. That's amazing. When you are behaving as if you love someone, you will presently come to love him. If you injure someone you dislike, you will find yourself disliking him even more. If you do him a good turn, you will find yourself disliking him less. Jeez. That's good, man. So feelings follow actions. If I don't feel like following Jesus today, but I trust Him and I love Him, I'm gonna do it anyways. Do you see what I'm saying? If <laughs> I'll say it, if you don't, if you want to say, well, that's just what what some people call legalistic. Uh, it may be, but more than likely, you're undisciplined. Do you see what I'm saying? Like thats that's really, really important, and our, and our motive matters a lot. So I want to look at verse chapter six and then we'll be done. Um, For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. This is the part. This is awesome. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Love is the fruit of faith. To put your trust in Jesus, you have to do that first, and then you gain a relationship with him, and the love comes after. The grace, the grace of Jesus is the opportunity to do both of those things. You see what I'm saying? Dude, this is awesome. Putting your faith or trust in Jesus will always bring about love for him. There's like this circle. You trust in Jesus enough to obey him, and you're kind of like, okay, I'll try this out, right? And then you get to know him, and it leads to a friendship with God. And then you fall in love with him. And the more you fall in love with him, the more trust you put into him. And the more you trust you put into him, the more time you're gonna spend with him. And the more time you spend with him, more well, you're gonna fall in love. And then the more you fall in love with him, the more you're gonna trust him. Like it's just it goes on and on and on and on and on. All of this comes down to this one question: Can you trust Jesus and choose to love him with all pride aside? Or would you rather follow a list of rules and get the credit for yourself in the end that question there your answer to it will determine your relationship with god can you trust jesus enough to love him will you accept his grace or do you want to follow a list of rules and get it on your own on your own way this 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 is so so big so check this out um there's a baby crying. Um, so this is like a really cool th- story. Um, there was this lady, okay, theres this lady, and she um, she is great. She's, she's fun, really smart, um, just really talented, uh, beautiful lady. and she meets this guy, and he is like he's like the man. you know what I'm saying? like he, he is like doing everything right, saying everything right. He's giving her stuff. Band, y'all can come back up. Um he's giving her stuff. Um he's like making promises and coming through on them. You know what I'm saying? Like like that's a big deal. And so this guy is just like, he's the best. And so she starts to like really trust him and and basically um she falls in love with this guy, right? And and they get married. And when they get married um, it kind of it kind of shifts a little bit um, and at first it 's just a little bit not that much to notice um, this guy he just kind of starts being like he comes through on a little less of his promises he kind of still has like the words there, but the actions aren't following through you know what i 'm saying, and um he 's saying all these things, but his his attitude is just like slowly changing. you know what i 'm talking about and and basically um, it gets to this point where he starts. Um, just being like horrible to her um, with his words, right? Um, just like kind of degrading her, um, and just being like really, really wicked towards her. And and she's like, This is so weird. Like, this isn't the guy that I thought you were. And and it gets to the point where he starts um he starts like getting pretty physical, um, abusive. And and she's like pretty scared. And he's and he's and he starts to give her this um, he like starts writing out this list. Um, like a really long list. That's blank, but it would have like a bunch of stuff on it. And he says, he says like, hey, look. Every morning he gives her this list, and he's like, hey, look. Like if you don't have this done by the time I get back to work, like, it's not going to be good. You know what I'm saying? And she's like terrified. Um, and so she's like freaking out, and she and then she like looks at the list, and and she's like, this is like absurd. Like there's no way that I could ever finish this list. Like this is so crazy that you would even ask me. To do something like that like even if i had 20 friends come over and and help me with these like basically like chores like there's no way it had happened like there's no shot and he's like hey i don't care like you better have it done by the time i get back or or for real like it's not gonna be good um and so you know he does this every day And every afternoon or evening when he gets home like it's the abuse is happening like it's it's just like an ugly 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 situation so, the, the good part of this story is the guy dies, okay? Y'all can cheer. Um, this dude dies, and this girl is like, and she's set free, right? And it's actually pretty, I, I guess, kind of cool in her, in her favor because she gets the house, she gets all the money, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and so, so, she gets back out there, she's like, um, you know, after a while, She's like, all right, you know, I kind of want to start hanging out, with, you know, start hanging out with guys again, maybe start dating, whatever. She's really apprehensive, obviously. I mean, who wouldn't be? Um, she's super apprehensive, and uh, and so she, it kind of, it kind of like she meets this guy, and uh, and and he's like awesome, and she's like, oh, dude, <laughs> it's just gonna be the same. It's just gonna be the same. You know what I'm saying? And and so she, and so she's like hanging out with him, and and he's he's not quite as perfect as the other guy. Um, but he's like, he's making it happen and he's, you know, attractive and all this stuff. And, um, anyways, they, they start this relationship and, uh, and she's like, you know what? I'm going to trust this guy. Like, like, like I'm going to start this relationship. So they date, they end up getting married and this dude's actually like, he's benefiting too, because he gets to move in this big old house and he's like happy. Um, and, and the girl is just like, she's just like in love with this guy. And so he's off at work one day, and and she's like, you know, uh, this is the grossest thing. Y'all like cleaning your couch? It's so disgusting. Like, if you ever look at your couch, it's disgusting. So she's cleaning her couch, and she's, like, flipping the things over, which is, like, always kind of like, I don't know if I want to do this, you know. Um, and she finds this, like, nasty, um, it looks like a receipt. Like, it's just, like, this, um, like, stained, like, nasty, damp piece of paper. And uh and she's like kind of finishes, like there's a side. And uh and so you know, everything's done, and, and and then her husband comes home, she's like, happy to see him. And uh, and then he's like, Hey, honey, like what's this thing? And um and she picks it up and she looks at it, and she just starts like weeping. And and it's that list that that, that the first guy gave her. And this is like <laughs> It's the list of everything that she had already done that day because she loved her husband. And she did it out of a completely different motive. She did it out of love and trust. She didn't do it out of fear and hoping for something. And this is like, it's like such a beautiful picture of, of what we get to do if we think of God rightly. And so, yeah, we're going to worship. Um, and this, I'm, I'm seriously believing that the Lord is going to speak to us. But, but seriously, like, ask yourselves, you know, if you've been following Jesus for a while, like, am I accepting Jesus' grace? Am I accepting Jesus' grace? Or am I accepting something else? Am I trying to add or take away from it? And if you haven't followed Jesus before, this is what we're asking you to do. It's not a list of rules. It's not all these different things. We're asking you to start a relationship with God. And if you want to know more about that, talk to your small group leader. If you're struggling with some of the stuff, like, hey, i got pride in my life, And I'm really recognizing the Lord's convicted me of this. Talk to your small group leader. Um, But ultimately, guys, like, I want y'all to receive. As we're worshiping, I want y'all to receive from Jesus. He is willing to give. He wants to give you grace. It's, it's, It's all he wants to do tonight. He wants to minister to your heart. He wants to tell you that you matter to him. And he wants to tell you that you can receive his grace. But this is what it looks like. It looks like humility, it looks like love, and it looks like trust. Does that make sense? Cool. Jesus, we love you. Thank you so much. God, thank you so much for who you are. We, we can't even, yeah, we can't thank you enough. You are worthy, you are kind, and you are good. We trust you, we love you, if we don't help us do more tonight, God. In your name I pray, Amen.